going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Kane. All right. First and foremost, Game Four is in the books. The Raptors take the Golden State Warriors by the grab the Bulls by the horns for the win, one hundred five to ninety two. Did you see the Toronto Raptors? Actually, stealing two games on the Golden State Warriors floor. Did you see this one coming? No, nah, not two. I'll say one for sure, but not two. Regardless of if KD was there or not, too. I thought they would get at least one. I, I was thinking the same thing, too. I was like, yo, like, I said, if they want to win the series, I said, first, Toronto has to do is win on Golden State Warriors floor, which is the hardest thing to do. The last thing to win on their floor was the Cleveland Cavaliers to win a trophy back in 2007, I mean, 2016, rather. Um, just from when I, just what you get from the Toronto Raptors, like we already said it before, we gonna keep piggybacking. On it. I told you, I said if the Raptors actually want to make a chance to prove themselves to the world that they can be an NBA champion, we needed players to step up like a Serge Ibaka, a Marcus Saw, uh, a Danny Green. When, when Serge Ibaka came out there, let his presence be known. He didn't shoot. He didn't shoot too many threes. I think he shot. Like, I think he shot like one, but everything was to the cup. Grabbing rebounds and getting blocks. I said they're they are a better team with Ibaka playing aggressive. And right. I've been saying that I've been saying that the whole time since this year. I said Ibaka is the true X factor on the deciding series of what this team wanna look like at the end of this regular NBA playoff push. Now you're in the NBA finals, Serge Ibaka is putting his stamp on this game. That's two games in a row that he has made it mm-hmm. he has put his stamp on the game. The off question the bench, is too. off the bench. The question is can he bring it again? At home, he should be able to. I mean, if he he had two great away games, you would think it like he he should only do better, uh, but not worse at, at home. But he's been right. up and down the whole the whole playoffs, so you, you never know. Exactly. Now it's weird too because I look at the first quarter. Look at the first quarter. I said, okay, they down. The Raptors are down seventeen. They down by five. I'm saying to myself, can this team make a push? Make a push. It's like at first that that Golden State was going to find some way to win that game at, on their floor, game four, to even this series up. And the reason I'm saying that because Steph Curry was hot, Clay came off hot, but you didn't get nothing. You didn't get no help from no one else, like a like from an Iggy or a Draymond Green. But Kevin Looney was a was a decided difference too of this team. I'm surprised that he's out there playing with a fractured rib because you already know playing with a fractured rib, you got to breathe. Your lungs and all that stuff is going to hurt when you breathe every time. But kudos to him for coming out there and giving it his all. Because it does give them another right. It does give them another another player, another defender to, to rely on when things start getting tough. So when you look at the the situation that the Warriors are in, the Warriors now has been part of a lot of 3-1. Now. <laughs> they've been up. They've been down. They came back. They lost. True. Going forward, when I'm the thing I'm the thing I've been telling people this about the Golden State Warriors, and nobody, everybody said they disagree with me. I said the Warriors haven't had a strong bench since 2015. I mean, those are facts. They bent KD became their bench when they got picked up KD. They got rid of at least two of the three of their bench guys. So right. they got like Andrew Barbosa. Uh, well, not really. They haven't really got really rid of they they key bench guys. They key bench guys just got old. So Sean Livingston, uh, Andre Iguodala, 
Um, and then at 15 run, they had David Lee. David Lee, Barbosa. They have some guys that can run. Um, and you're looking at the bench they have now. You can't rely on the finals with McKinney. That's he's wide open, getting you to um, wide open um, wing three. Quinn Cook is going to be up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't rely on Jordan Bell. He still he still play uh, sporadic out there. He don't know what's going on. So you you got to pick and choose who's going to do what. Ain't but so much Sean Livingston going to give you off this bench. He's not playing like himself. He's not playing like himself. I'm used to the Sean Livingston that will come off the bench and give you 14 or 12 points. Sean Livingston not off the bench is only giving you six, or if that. All right. So like you said, the Kevin Durant factor is this team once said, Steph Curry to himself, I believe he win the title without him. That was strike one. <laughs> strike Down two. Three strike yeah, strike two. Kevin Durant, I mean, uh, Draymond Green said, if you're going to leave, we know you leave and leave already. That's strike two. <laughs> strike three came when, right, strike three came when Steve Curry said, I believe this team, since Kevin Durant's out, I believe we had the we had the horses to win this series without KD. Stay right, you're out of here. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Now it came back to Kevin. Now Kevin Durant said back. Kevin Durant said somebody asked him. Steve Curry said that the team quote me. Don't quote me word for word, but one of the guys at the press or the young lady at the press said, "Hey, Kevin, Steve Curry said this team is a better fit and they run fa- run at a faster pace without you." Kevin Durant said, no, they don't. Are you kidding me? They actually <laughs> come here. We're the reason why we won two more titles. So you look at this team, he goes down. This team, the Golden State Warriors, are itching for Kevin Durant to come back. Please come back. We need you out here. We're getting torched. Right. Now, everybody want to praise this Golden State Warriors team for what they've done. But you've seen what happened when you over, when everybody on your starting four, your starting five, the starting four players are making all this maximum. Uh, elite player money. You don't have enough money to get the access that you need for players on the bench. A lot of players not going to sign that mid-level contract except for like a Boogie Cousins. Um, now you see going into this injury with DeMarcus Cousins. Hey, he came back too fast. The quad is still hurt. He's out of shape. He's winded. He missed, Boogie missed 40, Boogie, what, what, Boogie, what, missed almost two and a half months of basketball. You're going to throw him out there and think he's going to get back in basketball shape? It's not going to happen, folks. Now, the ultimate changing factor is how they won this game. Give it up for the Toronto Raptors. Man. The bench outscored the, um, the Warriors bench by 10, 28 to 18. And the sad part about it off this bench. Kevon Serge Ibaka had 20 of them, though. Yeah, <laughs> Serge Ibaka had, had 20, 20, of the eight, 20 of the eight of the 28 points. <laughs> but and you got eight points with Fred Van Vliet. What's huge about Fred Van Vliet, I like about his uh, stat line, he come with the eight points. The four rebounds is always key points off the bat for the, other, for the opposing team and also the six assists. Yeah. You look at Serge Ibaka, only missed three shots, nine for 12. But Serge Ibaka is, like I said, he's more efficient when he's six foot feet in with the hook shot. He can hit the jumper. He's The lane is open for him, so he had a couple of plays where he's down the lane dunking the ball. So when Serge Ibaka is actually getting his hand and, and touching the, the rack, it's, that, that is a different Raptors team. This 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 Warriors team is getting beat by one superstar, single handed Kawhi, <laughs> the Claw, Leonard. Man, it seems like they got an experience with that this, <laughs> being beat by one. Right, and the excuses are already pouring in like sour milk, folks. If the Warriors lose this game because the injury, no one wasn't saying that back 
in 2015 when Kyrie was hurt and Kevin Love was hurt. They were saying LeBron, he's the king. Can he's can he will his team to victory? Keep telling people this, and some people keep saying, "Oh, he's the king," or he's he's supposed to be arguably the best player in NBA history. He should guide his team to victory. That's like me going out, somebody go hunting. I got my shotgun, but I'm shooting blanks. I'm not about to lay no no deer or no bear down with blanks. I need the actual real thing to actually make sure they stay down. I need the actual ammo. Right. I don't need the warning shot ammo. So when you when you when you when you go into the gun range, you cannot shoot a gun or or any type of machinery without headphones, the earmuffs, and the glass, the safety goggles. LeBron James is winning with a shotgun with no safety glasses <laughs> or earmuffs. You can't do it, folks. So back to this. Before we get off topic, the Toronto Raptors is doing everything. People will say, oh, Marcus Hall can't run with them. Why can't he run? Marcus Hall is a wild body. Marcus Hall is a, is a veteran. He's been in the NBA playoffs. Kevon Looney cannot guard him. It's a mismatch. Boogie Cousins is oh. out of shape. He's been out of work. You can't throw people, like, you cannot throw Boogie into a situation or Kevin Davis situation. They, not have a, they haven't had a real full goal practice. All right. You know? See what I'm saying? So, Marcus, we look at the we look at the Toronto Raptors. I'm thinking it's been an X factor, though, a low key X factor. Kyle Lowry, official and defensive, it's being a pest. Put a body on Steph Curry, make him work. Steph Curry mm-hmm. didn't have no legs going in that in that game, Marcus. Legs was day after the 47 point performance. Yes, I mean Kyle was. I mean he's a big. So the Cavs have made it to the, the finals, you know, four straight years before this, you know, and it was Kyrie. Um, Matthew Della Vadova, George Hill. So right. those are those are the guys that has been guarding Steph Curry in the finals. Kyle Lowry is a better defender uh, than all of them. I mean, Matthew Delavadova and George Hill are better defenders than Kyrie, but they're not they're not as good as Kyle Lowry was. Well, like Kyle Lowry has the potential to be in and what he has been in these finals. So he's like a bulldog out there. You can't. He's not weak. We can assess. You, you you can't just screen him and think you're getting rid of him. He's running. He has the stamina to, to chase you all over the floor. Right. And then they put that box in one, which give him a little break. Or not a break, but it gives him help, you know, from you know the, the big man in the wings. So they devised an excellent defensive strategy for Steph Curry. But right. the reason why it's working so efficiently is because KD and then for one game, Clay was hurt. So you can't run that box in one if it's it's Clay and, and KD out there. It doesn't work. So shout outs to uh to Nurse for his defensive game plan. Now he he obviously has gotten in the Kyle Lowry head saying, you know, sometimes we're gonna need an offensive performance out of you. Most games we're gonna probably need a defense. Kyle Lowry has stepped up. Exactly. And people was laughing at Nick Nurse. And the main person who was laughing at was Nick Wright. Really? You come with the box in one? This is what you were in high school. Box of one work on elementary kids, rec league ball, um, intramurals, high school, collegiate, and they're showing that they're working in the NBA. If you got a defensive strategy and you're using it, and you know what the funny thing is? Toronto's still building that brick wall on, on other on the other players out there. Okay, we know we know we know Steph's gonna get his, we know Clay gonna get his, but guess what? We're gonna stay on them. We want the other players to become shooters. We've seen what happened when you let uh a Draymond Green, Alfonso McKinney, uh, Quinn Cook shoot these threes. They shoot air balls. Even Steph Curry has tried to air ball. I mean, like I said, kudos to Nick Nurse. He ran his boxing one when he won the, the, G, the G League championship with uh, Siakam when he was the MVP of that. So you look at the emergence 
of Nick Nurse. I've been saying this since I went to Toronto about two years ago or three years ago, rather now. I talked to some people up there. I said, the only way you te- your guys can get over the hump, I said, hey, either A, LeBron James leave the Eastern Conference. I said, but it, it starts from the top. I said, either A, you get rid of, I said, my, my three choices were either you get rid of Kyle Lowry or you trade DeMar DeRozan and you fire Dwayne Casey. So I got two out of the three. Well, I got well, I got three out. Well, I got three out of four right because LeBron's no longer in the East. You trade, <laughs> you trade, you trade Demar Derozan, and also you fired Dwayne Casey. Whoever thought that Coach of the Year would get fired? <laughs> he got fired early too. Right. Like, so early. they knew it was over. Like when it, when they when the Cavs swept him, I think he was handing in his. He was trying to hand in his resignations before he got fired. He was trying to beat them to the punch. <laughs> right. You know what I thought it was, though? You only can be a coach of a team for so long with certain players, and players tired of hearing the same voice. You got to come with a new voice to hear something different. Dwayne Casey couldn't get his team over the hump mentally. Mentally. And people are always knocking this, oh, this Raptors team is not good. Like I told you, Marcus, before the playoffs, I said, give me the Raptors against the Warriors. I said, I got the Raptors either in, I said, either in six or they would take them seven games. Right now, folks, it's like it's going to take them about five games. Yeah, my thing, if, if it, KD don't play, it'll be over by halftime. That's what I think. <laughs> if KD, but like this, the crowd going to be, the crowd going to be so hyped. They going to be hyped. But, what, what like you said, what you going to get from Kevin Durant? Because they say he ain't to play, but he, he, didn't, he didn't practice that long to the back he had to get iced up. So just right. imagine. And then Jalen Rose said he didn't think he was going to play at all based on what he had seen, the, you know, two right. days before. So. The whole notion of this, if Kevin Durant does play, I mean, yeah, 60% Kevin Durant is better than a, uh, Alfonso McKinney, but at the same time, <laughs> he still have to run up and down the floor to play offense and defense. And Kawhi Leonard is showing the face that these Golden State Warriors are guilty of a crime. And Kawhi <laughs> Leonard is there to tell you guys, I am Detective, I am detective Kawhi Leonard. I'm, I'm looking for the gold trophy that has been stolen for the last three out of what? This be the last four out of what? Last what? Four out of five years they lose this. So you're mm-hmm. looking at this. Kawhi Leonard is coming to get evidence to win the NBA trophy. I mean, I mean, what else do you want from this guy? This guy is lead by example. Kyle sure. Collected. Collected. And I keep telling people, man. I said, look, Kawhi Leonard, man, is a beast. The, 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 I'm gonna go back to this. The scary thing that scared me about this game right here, when you look at it, the first quarter that the the, uh, the Toronto Raptors had. Kawhi Leonard was five for eight. He had fourteen points, but the team was had three points. And they was one for thirteen, and they was getting out rebounded in the first quarter, twenty two to eleven. I said, "Oh man, Toronto better do something, man. They cannot. They can't play like this. If they want to win a championship, man. Go to state like these type of runs." But the whole thing you telling people, if you can sustain the third quarter run that's coming from these guys, you in good hands. You in good hands. And I, I thought they played it well. Like you know what? Go ahead, y'all. Go ahead, and turn up. Third quarter, we coming out. Third quarter was shocked me about. About the uh the Raptors, these guys came out here. They first three three pointers. I mean, look at this. Came out on, on team ready. Right. Well, cause in, go ahead, Marcus. Because that third quarter, like we said last five, the Avalanche, the, the Warriors normally put on. So that, that's two games in a row they stopped the Avalanche. And then game four, not only did they stop it, they basically put on the Avalanche themselves. So like I know a new was a wrap after that. I think Mike. I even said like yeah, that, it's over with. And you look at that third quarter, man. That third quarter was huge. Not not only they outscored the Raptors outscored them in the third quarter, thirty-seven to twenty-one. Right. 
So you look at that quarter. I always tell people the way you start the first quarter is pretty much predicted what you're gonna do in the third quarter. It was the opposite. The Raptors didn't have a good first quarter, but they actually maintained and stayed in the game what they had to do. So when the when the, when the and what the what the Raptors did, I mean, wow. I mean, well, Serge Ibaka got high in the third quarter. I think Serge Ibaka would had what out of his twenty points. I think he scored what eight 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 or nine points in the third quarter alone. Right. He was a, he went on his own little personal run. <laughs> right. And and you know, I, I keep telling everybody this. You, I, my father told me this. The best example from my, my father said. When you down, you're going to see teams start arguing with the referees. And the referee, so you can't play basketball and argue with the referee with every call because you'll find your way, you'll find yourself losing that game if you're going to argue every call. So if you notice, right. Draymond Green was arguing everything. He won't get back on defense. His head was somewhere else. As soon as the, the Raptors score or they score, when they call TV time, I look at Draymond Green. Always going to go plead his case, to the, his case to the referee about what's going on, what he should be doing. Don't worry. The referee see on the referee only can see one thing, and everybody keeps saying, "Oh, Draymond Green, it's passion." I know it's passion, but at the end of the day, you can't argue every call, man. You just can't. You gotta just gotta play through it. And I feel like he don't be playing through it all the time. Yeah, when you down, your answer can't be, "I'm gonna argue every call." It because, like you said, you don't get back on defense. That's right. easy transition points. And right. the Raptors have proven in this playoffs that Pascal Siakam. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry, like they're gonna run, they're gonna get up, they're gonna get some easy buckets, they're gonna take advantage of them. So while he's arguing calls, they're giving up easy layups, and in some cases, kick back for threes, like they'll dive in and then kick it back for the three. So, like that multiplies, that becomes a, a, two, a four point uh, lead, turns into eight, turns into 12. Before you know it, you out of the game within like a two, three minute span. Exactly. That's the same thing I was saying. The team, this they have to get back. Draymond Green is doing too much arguing with the referees. I keep saying it before. Steph Curry is flopping on every three-pointer out there, and they think they can just buy it. Like you said, Marcus, before, I think on the, the second podcast before this one, the whole league is doing it. The whole league is doing that, but I feel like a lot of fouls is going towards the Raptors, not the Raptors' way, but the Warriors' way. When you look at the certain situations, what's going on? For sure. I mean, I think uh, one thing I, I'm looking forward for, too, anyway, is the Skip Bayless thing. So I know it's a little bit, uh, uh, you know, off topic slightly, but Skip Bayless has been on Kawhi since he left the Spurs. Like, he has, he wasn't the reason why they won at, uh, was it the 2016, uh, 2008? I can't remember the year. But the year he won, he they beat the Heat. He was the finals MVP. Exactly. And, not, and then Kid Bayless is giving him all this slack. But he's going to definitely turn. If the Raptors win this, this series and Kawhi Leonard is the finals MVP, you know what's going to happen. He's going to go turn on his most favorite player to hit on, which is LeBron James. And we're going to hear for all summer that Kawhi is better than LeBron James. All summer. From Bayless. Oh, look. If you go look at Skip Bayless' Twitter, he is a hater. <laughs> H, not H-A-T-E-R, eight, eight, the number eight T-E-R. He is a hater. He is so full of himself. And Skip, just come on and say it. You disappointed that Kawhi Leonard is no longer on your team, that he plays for your, like you say, your, as he say, my San Antonio Spurs. Let's be honest. The Spurs are rushing back from an injury. 
that he that Kawhi Leonard knew deep down inside that he knew that he wasn't ready to come back and make a move. But you got if you got these people out here telling, hey, man, come back for injury. You ready to go? No. At the end of the day, you only know your body. You know how far you can push your body. You know how far you can go. Only you can tell what your body can do. Okay, how many trainers? You got the best trainers in the world. Yeah, I think he, I think he's clear to play. But at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, Kawhi knows him best. He set out the whole season. He betted on himself. He comes to Toronto and take that team to an NBA championship. I mean, NBA finals or is one game away from winning a championship. Out of all the Raptors race that been there, that guy would be considered one of the greatest Raptors in Toronto Raptors history. All right, in one year. And, and uh, to piggyback off that, on the switch side, I feel like the Warriors are, are inching towards doing that to KD now. Like, Looney got a broken collarbone. He playing. Uh, Clay had a bad hamstring. He came back. DeMarcus Cousins came back from a... Uh, you know, ripping his leg up. He came back. Like, I'm starting to feel like they all looking at KD. Like, all our guys that have been hurt are coming back to try to help the team. But you're not. You're saying you're saying you're you're more hurt than what we think you are. At least that's what I yeah, believe is. is going on. There may not be any yeah. truth to it, but that's how now, I feel. Now you, I, well, I've been seeing like him walking through, like from the shooting round. You've seen him. He still got a limp. To, he's still walking right. with a limp. He's still icing it. Yeah, he's questionable. He's questionable, but the whole thing is doubtful. So he goes from questionable to to getting the lineup. I don't think he's going to bring all that to the team anyway because they're going to need more than that to get over the hump. I mean, sixty percent Kevin Durant is not enough. I feel like the, I, I just feel like going into tonight's game that the that that the Toronto Raptors probably is going to boat race the Golden State Warriors to the finish line. Uh, Steph Curry got two days rest. He probably got his legs up under him now. Um, you talk about a couple more days for uh, Clay Thompson. But it's all, it depends. I just think there, I think this is gonna be a game where Kawhi Leonard might go for forty tonight, go with forty points to get to seal the win to make it easier than what it is for for that for that young warrior. Everybody keep, for that young Raptors team, and everybody keeps saying how the Raptors don't have enough guys. This team been in the playoffs for the last like seven years, so they got the push. It ain't just a matter of a player. Hey, just get some guys to go out there that understand their role, and anything can happen. They're not saying that about Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is doing this with the same team that been couldn't get past the Cavaliers for the last three or four seasons. This is the same team that only made one move to get the player they need. And it's Kawhi, one of the best two-way players in the game. Not only Marcus, that Kawhi Leonard, he part he would be. This will be the second team since 2004, since the Detroit Pistons, to close out a, a, a series on their floor all the way through the playoffs. Uh, Kawhi Leonard would be the, uh, I think he would be the, what, the third player in NBA history to win a finals MVP with two different franchises. First, I think, I think the other one was Kareem. The other one was uh, LeBron. And it would be now, it would be Kawhi Leonard. So this is going to be very, very interesting what's about to happen. Right. A lot of history. He's also... Right now, he leads he leads all players and points on what points and rebounds and assists I believe too <laughs> as well in minutes. So Kawhi Leonard is out there. Hey, I'm calling him the Quiet Storm, man. The Quiet Storm, man. When the smoke clears and the dust settles, it's gonna, you know what's gonna come up? That NBA Finals MVP and that Larry O'Brien Trophy, aka the MVP Trophy, is called the Bill Russell Award. So. A lot of things is going on right now for Kawhi Leonard. It's looking pretty good. And he's a free agent too? Man. Can you imagine the sweet stakes for Kawhi Leonard? You thought the free agency was big going in June thirtieth. Just wait till y'all get a wait till y'all get a little Kawhi Leonard. So Marcus, before we wrap this up, what are the chances that Golden State get a win tonight? 
if the, if KD he don't step on the court, the chances are I'll give him a ten percent chance. Ten percent chance. If KD so much as step on the floor, I give him a point. If KD is actually somewhere himself, right? I, I say it's fifty-two. Say it goes to fifty-fifty. It's going to be over It's going to be over at halftime They're going to be moving that, that Ray O'Brien to the Toronto Raptors uh, uh, Locker room <laughs> Hey, Kawhi has a whole Country on his back I think Denny Green He haven't had a good game since game three I mean, game, what's that, game three? Yes, so I'm looking forward to Denny Green To step out and have a good game Watch folks Watch, Denny Green gonna have about six. Denny Green has sixteen points tonight. I think Kyle Lowry gonna have twelve points. I'm gonna say Kawhi Leonard gonna end it with thirty nine points as well. It's gonna be a good game. Look for Serge Ibaka to have another eighteen point. Instead of twenty, I'm gonna give him an eighteen point performance, four blocks and twelve rebounds. And hopefully, and hopefully, that OG Obanobi will make his final appearance. Now, if you get OG Obanobi out there. You get another long, you get another athletic and long defender, another score. That could be key to them. So things to watch. Not only will KD probably make his appearance tonight, watch for OG Obinobi to make his appearance. If OG Obinobi can come back and give you 10 points, hey, you might as well get a range right now to the Toronto Raptors. Hey, just pass it up. Pass the rings up. I keep telling everybody, this is how I feel about, the, this is how I feel about what's going on in Oakland. So I try to make Kool-Aid. You can buy Kool-Aid or you can buy Flavor-Aid. It just don't taste it if you put Kevin Durant in. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same because you always want to see teams that always healthy. Like I said, this team been on a five-year run, playing an extra 20-something games. There's another season and a half. The body is tired. The body needs some rest. It's like a forward. You only can drive it but so far until it breaks down. That's what the Golden State Warriors are right now, a forward tourist. It's, it's catching up. They're catching up. And on that note, folks, I'm, I'm the host after hours live for the Man K. I'm Tate Wiggs. This is your co-host, Mark Sainer. Man, we out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man, Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.